Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to find your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and so many more podcasting platforms. We are so pleased to be a part of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. If you go and search Buffalo Rumblings on any of those aforementioned platform channels, you will find our family of podcasts and we appreciate your support here on the podcast. My name is John Boccasino, along with my co-host, Jamie D'Amico, who we welcome on right now. Jamie, we are getting ready for a really exciting Sunday in the National Football League. The Buffalo Bills have their home opener taken on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Buffalo searching for its first 3-0 start since the 2011 season. The Bills have already reached a milestone of getting to 2-0 for the first time in five years. And they welcome one of the six winless teams in the AFC, the Cincinnati Bengals, to New Era Field. What are you expecting for this contest, uh, Jamie, between the Bills and the Bengals? That's going to be a raucous crowd. I mean, it, they're celebrating the life of Pancho Bia. It's the home opener after being 2-0, as you mentioned. And man, I, I think Bills fans are sniffing success this season. They're, they can smell that playoff berth, and they're going to be there rooting for them. Well, I don't know what to make of the Bengals yet. They lost the squeaker in Seattle, and then they got absolutely destroyed at home by the 49ers. It's that point in the year where you don't know what to make of teams, and I don't know what to make of this team. The 49ers are looking like they may be one of the dominant teams in the NFC, but we don't know yet. They don't have enough of a resume. On paper, the Bengals look like they should be a decent team, but their offensive line has played horribly. Their defense seems to be very weak, especially in pass defense, despite the fact that they have some really excellent veterans on the team between Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, and Drake Kirkpatrick. You'd think you'd see a pass rush in good coverage. We'll get into that. So what are your expectations? I was really surprised at how badly the Bengals were blown out of the water by the 49ers. I don't think the 49ers are as good as Cincinnati made them look uh, last week in that drubbing. And it was home loss, too, which makes it even worse for Bengals faithful out there. I think Zach Taylor, the new coach of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, has his team headed in the right direction. Um, they are missing a lot of their offensive line. Jonah Williams, the rookie that Buffalo was some time um, and with that first over, ninth overall pick in the draft. Well, instead of uh, the Bills getting Jonah Williams, we got Ed Oliver, who has been a disruptive force for the last uh, two games. While Jonah Williams is out for the year, um, which is a big blow to the offensive line. Of course, Cordy Glenn, the former Buffalo Bills left tackle, he is also injured and expected not to play on Sunday, which decimates Cincinnati's offensive line, which really I think is interesting because the Bengals' offense has shown some potential you know, with Andy Dalton um, and Zach, and, and A.J. Green is out too. A.J. Green is missing, uh, I believe, six to eight weeks uh, with his injury. 
So, you know, the, the Bengals offense mm-hmm. to, to go to Seattle and to go toe to toe with one of the best, you know, uh, quarterbacks in Russell Wilson and a good defense um, was surprising. And then to get blown out, you know, by the 49ers at home, I think the truth falls somewhere in the middle for this team for Cincinnati. I feel like at the end of the year, they're probably going to be a six or a seven win team. But I think Buffalo has the advantage in almost every single area. But there's one critical spot that worries me tremendously, much like Saquon Barkley and the Giants last week gave me nightmares about how Buffalo was going to fare. This week, my nightmare matchup is John Ross, the speedster wide receiver against the Buffalo secondary because Trey White is in a little bit of a slump. Right now, Eli Manning kind of picked on him in week two, even though the Bills were able to get the win. There were some trouble signs. How do you think the Bills' defense can contain John Ross, who has almost exceeded his uh, his yardage total um, from last year in just two games? Uh, John Ross gives you nightmares, doesn't he? Oh, man. So... John Ross had the flop label after being a top 10 pick a couple of years ago. And here he is in his third year playing under that Zach Taylor offense. And man, is he doing well being the second leading receiver in the NFL. And he's done it off of only 11 catches. So he's averaging almost 25 yards of reception. It's ridiculous. And he's done most of it with yards after the catch. Now, Zach Taylor comes from the Sean McVay coaching tree, and you're going to see a lot of quick throws. Um, Andy Dalton is going to be getting the ball out of his hand quickly, and then he's going to sort of throw it over people's heads. You don't want John Ross to take the top off of this defense. So how do you contain him? This is the kind of thing where I think you're going to see him double teamed an awful lot with a cornerback and a safety over the top because you just don't want him to get behind you. But also, he's doing great things with the ball in his hands, so you need a lot of attention on that guy. I think you're probably going to see Levi Wallace and a safety on him while uh, Trey White gets locked up with Tyler Boyd, I would imagine, for most of the game. And also, you know, you you can't snooze on the tight ends, which are pretty good in Cincinnati and have been for a few years. Uh, C.J. Uzoma and Tyler Eifert. In fact, Uzoma is the starter right now, which he's not a household name quite like Tyler Eifert, but he's that good. And in fact, our supposed starting tight end, Tyler Croft, I say supposed because he hasn't started a game yet due to injury, was the third receiver on that team last year and is going to be the Buffalo Bills starter this year. That's how deep the position is there. John Ross, I haven't slept well this week because of him. And and to make matters worse, Jamie, and we're talking here on Believe a Buffalo Bills fan podcast, to make matters worse for the Bills in trying to contain those weapons on offense is the fact that Trey White is battling a neck ailment that has made him be limited in practice the last two days. So, yeah, I, I think that Levi Wallace or someone who is quicker, you know, Trey White is a good cover corner, but he's not the fastest. He's not the best, in my humble opinion, at keeping up with a speedster like Ross, who can come over the middle, who can take your shots downfield and haul in the deep ball. Um, the Bills, I read somewhere, they are second in the National Football League in yards after the catch uh, on their uh, from their receivers. I believe they have something like 300 
and 74 yards after the catch, the second most in the league. And a lot of credit for that. You know, if you told me that the Bengals offense would be this prolific without A.J. Green and missing three-fifths of their starters on the offensive line, I would have called you crazy. But Andy Dalton has really been revitalized under Zach Taylor's brand new offense. He's doing his best to impersonate a Sean McVay quarterback, getting rid of the ball very quickly, finding his targets very quickly, which means a lot of the pressure for this game on Sunday is going to come to the Buffalo Bills defensive front four getting after the quarterback. And that means that Jerry Hughes and Trent Murphy and Shaq Lawson and Ed Oliver are really going to have to get up and get disruptive and get in Dalton's face because he's proven time and time again when we when he has a couple of seconds, even a couple of seconds, we're not talking about four or five or six seconds. Give him two and a half to three seconds. He has been shredding defenses this year, including a pretty good Seahawks defense in week one. So again, the onus is on the pass rush to get after Andy Dalton. Do you think the Bills, uh, Jamie, as they're currently situated, have the potential to get up there and be disruptive against the quarterback? As you mentioned, their offensive line has a ton of injuries. And John Miller, our old friend, John Miller at right guard. I, you know, this this offensive line isn't even as good as the Jets. And the Bills defensive line had a pretty darn good game. I, especially with what we've seen lately, I, I can't see them keeping the Bills out of the backfield. Joe Mixon is an incredibly talented running back, but he's been terrible this year because they just can't seem to block for him. I think the Bills front four is going to have a, a great day if if coverage is there that forces Andy Dalton to keep the ball in his hands. Um, he looks Andy Dalton looks revitalized in in this system, and you know the offensive system is very quarterback friendly. We can only hope that Andy Dalton is going to make some of his silly mistakes, which he's sort of done throughout his career. Um, and I hope that the Bills are able to take advantage of that and also continue the trend of getting their hands up in passing lanes, which has been very valuable in keeping the defense, uh, keeping the defense alive and getting them off the field on third downs. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. One of the areas where you know this Bengals attack has really been prolific. We mentioned that the stats earlier, but Andy Dalton second in the NFL in passing yards with 729. Wide receiver John Ross leads the league in receiving yards with 270 on 11 catches and three long touchdowns. Tyler Boyd has the second most receptions in the league at 18. But one of the areas where this this offense has really struggled is the red zone and inside opponent territory. The Bengals are last in the NFL in red zone efficiency, and on 10 drives that they've made it inside the opponent's 40, they only have 23 total points to show for those efforts, whereas the Buffalo Bills, you know, last week against the Giants, all four of their drives in the red zone ended in touchdowns. So I do believe that this offense for the Bengals can move the chains, can move the sticks, and get downfield, but if they can stall out and be held to field goal attempts, 
versus touchdowns. I think that'll have a big difference for Buffalo uh, coming up on Sunday uh, as far as the offensive side of things goes. Of course, um, the pass rush will have a big impact for Buffalo and their ability to get after Andy Dalton. Again, he's he's exceeding so well at this stage of his career, um, releasing the ball very quickly and finding his open receivers. Buffalo needs to get pressure. There's going to be a lot of pressure, too, on the linebackers to cover the talented tight ends that we were talking about. And Joe Mixon, you're right, is a good, talented back who can catch the ball out of the backfield and also show explosiveness with his runs. Leslie Frazier's defense is going to have their hands full, I feel like, on Sunday trying to slow down this Bengals offense. How about conversely, Jamie, when we flip the script and look at the defense, you mentioned one of our key players uh, being Geno Atkins and the pass rushing ability that he brings for the Bengals. How do you see Geno and the Bengals front four lining up against the Buffalo Bills offensive line? They're a formidable bunch. Um, You know, Dunlap and Atkins have been pro bowlers for years and Atkins has been He's been an all pro in his career and consistently puts up high sack numbers, despite the fact that he's a defensive tackle. That's going to be a real challenge. Um, They're excellent pass rushers. This is one of those games where I'm, I'm glad that Josh Allen can move out of the pocket and can run a little bit. Um, Buffalo's looked really good so far on, on run blocking, but not quite as good in pass blocking. So, you know, we'll see. The other two guys on the line, Billings, as he's been a, a solid pro for a while, um, you know, they're not as as good as they once were, not quite as formidable, but, you know, they're kind of on the wrong side of 30 at this point, a couple of those guys. But it's a, it's a tough matchup. Um they have been actually team stats. They've been actually very good against the pass, terrible against the run. Yeah, you're right. The The run defense really has been vulnerable for, for the Bengals. Before I move on to that topic, I do want to address again the Geno Atkins threat, threat out there. I feel like you know his pass rushing skills, he's quite athletic, he's explosive, but I do think this will be a really good barometer for Ed Oliver um, and uh, to see how he can match up um, you know, if he, they're obviously not going head to head, but Ed Oliver and Geno Atkins are very comparable as far as their physical traits. So to see these two on the field <clears throat> will be really fun on Sunday to see, you know, the, the, the current uh, superstar uh, pass rusher and talented front lineman in Geno Atkins and the up and coming kid in Ed Oliver. I think that this is going to put a lot of pressure on John Feliciano and the Bills offensive line. Now, Feliciano has a quote where he was quoted in the Buffalo News saying he loves bull rushes. He's a big guy himself. He feels like he has a strategy in place to try to slow down uh, the talented pass rush of Cincinnati. I think it's going to be fun to watch the offensive line duke it out with the good front four for Cincinnati and see how well the Bills emerge on that battle. And one area that I think Buffalo definitely can exploit, you teased to it a little bit earlier, but the run defense is atrocious for Cincinnati. I believe they've given up the third most rushing yards in the league through two weeks. They're surrendering more than five yards a carry against the Seahawks and the 49ers. So while the Bills are looking like they're probably going to be without talented rookie Devin Singletary, who's nursing that hamstring injury, this can be good news for Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon and the rest of the Buffalo Bills running backs to prove that they can continue to gouge a defense that has been giving up lots of yards on the ground 
Uh, I believe so far, you know, the, 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 the Bengals made backs like Matt Burita and Raheem Moster look like all pros. So if those guys can run wild over this defense, it should be a good sign for Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon to really have an outstanding day running the ball on Sunday. I would expect this to be TJ Yeldon's Buffalo Bills coming out party. And it's not just because of the rush defense being poor, but also the linebackers another old friend of ours. There seem to be a lot of those on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, But Preston Brown at middle linebacker is not very quick. They have a a rather slow linebacker core, which is sort of contributing to not defending the rush well. But I expect the tight ends and the running backs out of the backfield to put up some excellent statistics because I just don't think that, uh, that the Bengals linebackers can run with them so you're going to see the bills in a lot of uh two back sets and they may not be spreading the field as wide as they did say in the first couple weeks of the season because they're going to want to keep those linebackers on the field to create some mismatches when it comes to tackling and linebackers the bengals and bills are at the opposite ends of the spectrum buffalo ranks in the top five in fewest missed tackles uh, so far through two weeks while the Bengals are towards the bottom of the league in missed tackles. And again, one of the big reasons are the linebackers, Nick Vigil and Preston Brown. You're right. They're, they're solid linebackers. Preston Brown has been around forever. He always seems to be at the top of the league's rankings in tackles, but I think he can totally be had uh, the receiving game. He can be had by TJ Yeldon coming out of the backfield and catching those swing passes. There's definitely an opportunity for the Bills to exploit this linebacking core. And uh, if the tight ends of Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney uh, and even Lee Smith can get downfield, I think they can win their matchups with the Bengals linebackers as well. Of course, Josh Allen is going to be the key, as he always is for this offense. The more precise he can be, if he can continue to complete passes at around a 60 to 65% clip, you know, Cole Beasley and John Brown are really proving worth their weight so far through the first two weeks of the offense. And I really see the Buffalo Bills offense having a field day against the Bengals. Of course, with the Bengals offense being the strength of this team, I could see this being a high, high scoring shootout. So let's get into our fun predictions bound to go wrong for week three. The atmosphere is obviously going to be electric as the Bills Honor Ezra Castro, known as Pancho Bia, for a life well-lived and a passionate Buffalo Bills fan will be honored before the game. This place is going to be rocking. Well, my prediction for this game is I see a lot of points flying on both sides of the ball. I see Buffalo coming out energized. The Bills, of course, are going for their first 3-0 start since the 2011 season, which included a shocking win over the New England Patriots in Week 3. I see Buffalo controlling things on the offensive side of the ball. I see them slowing down the Bengals' pass rush. I see Josh Allen continuing to be a mature quarterback who really directs his offense in the right way. And I see Buffalo emerging with a 30-21 to 21 victory to go to 3-0 and on the season. Jamie, what are your thoughts for how the home opener is going to play out? I'm confident that the Bills have moved out of the bottom echelon of the league. It seems like this team is primed to not be picking in the bottom half of the draft this upcoming season. They showed me that by taking care of business in New Jersey the first couple weeks of the year. We don't know what the Bengals are, so we don't know if they're as bad as they looked against the 49ers or as tough as they looked against against Seattle. So I'm going to say the over-under on this game is 44 points. I think they're going to come out a little higher than that. 
I'm looking for 30-24 Buffalo wins. Nice. We are in agreement that the Bills will pick up their third straight win to start the year. We appreciate all of you fans coming on our podcast to check out our thoughts on the Buffalo Bills here on Believe a Buffalo Bills Fan Podcast. Again, please go subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast channel on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere else you find your podcast. Of course, you can follow us on social media at, as well. We are at Buff, B-U-F-F, Rumblings. My host, Jamie D'Amico, is at the Jamie D'Amico, and I am at John Boccasino, B-O-C-C-A-C. I know that'll put a wrap here on this preview podcast. We'll be back recapping the action from week three on next week's Believe a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Hi, we're visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees. We don't have them. Annual contracts. Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line. Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com.